this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Last week, the party had their first fight, and it was, um, emotional. Bizdira felt deeply betrayed by her siblings, and so we had a talk about it. Hurt feelings remain, but the hotter passions have subsided. With Biz not quite out of the Glorp woods quite yet, the crew has decided to split up and do some light reconnaissance while she rests and recuperates. Bria and Flick are headed to the Arcanium, Hush and Kit are headed back to Mirko's apartment building, and Sniv is going to hang out with Bizdira for the day. What are Bria and Flick hoping to find at the museum? Will Kit and Hush run into Mirko while they're at the apartments? And is Sniv going to let Bizdira win every game of cards they play for the rest of their natural lives? <laughs> Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hello. Hello. Hi. How we doing? I'm oh, you know. doing well. Thank you Great. for asking. I know that we point this out often, yeah. but I think it bears repeating this week uh, to just mention that that's such a loaded question, because while for you, dear listeners, it has been a week since the emotional events of the last episode, for us, it has been approximately eight and a half minutes. I would like, uh, I would like to share my notes from last session. Um, they say Great. TLR 124, because that is, in fact, when we were recording. And um, they say crying in Esperanto. That's all. <laughs> Okay, so maybe how are we doing is not the question for this intro. It's maybe not. it's what news do we have to share? What do we want we to talk about? We have a new for... president. When we're recording this, this is new for us. Nobody ever cares about that. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Fine. We're not going to talk about that. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's, I like it's all that good our things. retreat from emotions was like, politics. okay, let's talk about something lighter. Politics. <laughs> politics. <laughs> That's a celebration. Can really turn around there. You know no, what? It is. Facebook it is. and Instagram were great for like 24 hours. Like 24 <laughs> hours. Amazing. It was great. And then it was just right back to where we were. I will say the Bernie memes that have been coming out have really been bringing me joy. I think they're funny. This is going to be so dated. It's already yeah. dated. Know, it's only four days in. It's already dated. And people are going to be like, oh my God. Came and went. Bernie means. Um, Do you know what? I will, I will say genuinely though, like the mornings that I have had since the 20th are completely different than mornings I have had for the last four years. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to Morning Edition on NPR for the first time in four <laughs> years. I'm like, I have a morning routine that involves the rest of the world and not just me like tearing myself out of bed and being like, you don't have a choice, get up, asshole. <laughs> like, it's been great. It's beautiful, right? My boyfriend sent me a, an article the other day from the BBC where a dog stayed outside of a hospital for six days waiting for its owner. Oh. And that's just like love hearts. That brings my mood back eyes. down. Where you No, it's roller beautiful. It's, it's very beautiful. Sweet. I'm I don't want to bring anybody's mood down, so I'm just gonna say there's an episode of Futurama about that and it is both lovely oh, and God. the most depressing thing I've <laughs> oh, ever <no>. seen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a rough one. Mm. Yeah, we just a watched rough it the other one? night. <laughs> 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 No, I don't like the barking because I don't like the barking either. Because of Sniv, and you kept doing that barking joke. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that what is, is dogs are barking. That was the best ever. That was, I think, one of my favorite ongoing jokes. I mean, I loved it. I don't know arf, about the rest arf. of you, but I loved it. I literally, arf. I want to start barking. You do every know time about the rest of us because Tua said we didn't like it. <laughs> it's a fair point. 
It's a fair point. Kit, what did you think of it? It was fine. I didn't have strong feelings about it one way or the other. Although I will say, so my boyfriend who was listening to the episode while I was sleeping and then I got in trouble last week because of the Instapop, blah, blah, blah. Right. He he did wake up and he turned to me and he said, was Sniv barking in the last episode? <laughs> I like that he was like, did I dream that? (laughs) I want everyone to know that he did make a beautiful apology to me (laughs) about it was was lovely. His responsibility for the instant pot incident. Um, I also want everyone to know that I uh, have yet to receive his recipes. Uh, (laughs) Now, now, don't be that way. It has not been a week. I'm going to do it right now. I'm doing it right now. Ten seconds ago. (laughs) All right, let's go to Pinterest. Let's <laughs> find the recipe. Off the this is yeah, no, we're only it's six on minutes in. Pinterest Keep going. things oh. I want to eat board. Mm. I don't really understand how Pinterest works. Um, You're missing out on a lot. It's great. We've had this conversation an innumerable number of times over the last five years. Mm-hmm. I am actually mm-hmm. fearful of Pinterest because I think name. I would not. Um, Get off of it if I were ever to start. The beginning one. is really addicting. The yes. beginning mm-hmm. part, and you start to once your boards kind of flesh out and you got an idea of kind of what you're dreaming in and each thing, mm-hmm. then you kind of are able to relax into it and <laughs> yeah. just say like, oh, I'm just going to go on here and look at pretty things instead of being like, must figure must, out which yeah. rug See, goes with that couch. Dangerous, <laughs> yeah. dangerous. I, I don't think it would ever let up for me. Well, I think it's the recipes that would probably really do you in because that's like that's where mm-hmm. I go into like like I guess a positive kind of doom scrolling where I'm just like, <laughs> ooh, what else can I make? Joy scrolling. I, I'm somewhere in between that where like when I first got onto it, I was obsessed and my boyfriend loved it because I was cooking constantly. <laughs> I was constantly making things. Yes. And now... I'll look up recipes, and if I don't have a specific something to cook, if I'm just looking for ideas, it drives me insane and I get really annoyed. That's fair. Maybe it's just because I'm sort of hyper aware of things today, but (laughs) there is an energy of we must talk about anything but the game during this intro, (laughs) and it's kind of amazing. And while I enjoy it, I am going to have to end it unless there is a pressing thing so that we can hop in because we have much to accomplish today. I'm ready. All right. Let's... I need a new euphemism for start the show. Let's play the game. Dice roll sound. All right, so as we discussed at the end of last week, uh, there's going to be some sort of uh, light investigating done. You all decided that you didn't really uh, felt like the plan originally was to go down uh, through that trapdoor into the tunnels, but you all decided that that felt like sort of a big event, and after the events of the night before, you didn't want to do anything super big without Bizdira, and Bizdira needs at least another day to recuperate. So, uh... We're sort of, sp- <laughs> every DM's dream, splitting the party to to do a couple of different things. So I'm going to start with Bria and Flick, who are headed to the Arcanium. I'm not really sure why. So if I could request I that I think Bizdira- we're actually heading out later, but you can still start with us. Because we wanted to see, no, in the morning, right? Yeah. We wanted to see what happens to the keys. Do they come back up? 
Are they in there? Uh, we wanted to see like what okay. the ceremony was. Yeah, so then it definitely feels like you all should uh, head out pretty early. Skedaddle. So I'm going to follow with you two, and if I could request that Bizdira and Kit remove your headphones for a bit, we'll give you a call. Hey, Karin, this might be a back. great opportunity to um, go on Pinterest. Don't. <laughs> I'm going to send you so many recipes, you're going to be so annoyed. You'll just get a ping, ping, ping every two seconds. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> all right, we'll talk to you two shortly. All right, Bria and Flick. So you all head Hi. out as soon as you can What's once up? things oh feel so, so different. The chemistry, wow. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. You, should, uh, you shouldn't so as, have let us do this. <laughs> no, I really shouldn't have. So as soon as things are decided, you all realize that you need to uh, head out because you're hoping to see the opening of the Arcanium. I refuse to stop talking. Listen, listen, listen. We take a step outside. We take a step outside and we look at each other much like we just did on this and we're like, hi, hi. And then we both reach behind our backs and at the same time, I pull out the spoons and he pulls out his flute. Yeah. <laughs> and we make a little theme music on our way. Sorry, what, what were you saying, DM? It doesn't even matter anymore. <laughs> all right. So you all uh, accompany yourselves uh, with a nice little flute and rhythm section melody as you all head out pretty early over to the Arcanium because you are uh, you are hoping to <clears throat> see what happens when the Arcanium opens for the day. So you head through the city. You see the same thing that you did that morning <laughs> after you woke up in your home on the benches uh, where you see the people of the island sort of heading out in the morning to do whatever it is they need to do for the day. And again, they're all, you know, focused. They all have their little disposable coffee cups, uh, and they're all heading to, to work or whatever, and it, it doesn't again, they're not zombies, but it is sort of that that zombie feel that everyone is just heading where they need to head, uh, heads down, ready to go. So you all head back towards the center of the city, and you do get to the Arcanium uh, before before opening time. Uh, so uh, what's the, where are y'all posting up? What's the plan? Talk to me. I think it just feels good to be home for one thing. <laughs> You're right. Agreed. Should we disguise an invisibility or mm, how do we feel about that? Like, do we want to be very, very sneaky? I don't know. I think we're kind of just checking it out. Like, I'm we're just, sitting outside, uh, The, the right? whole staring thing really freaks me out. Mm-hmm. You know how they keep staring at us sometimes? Mm-hmm. And I don't Have really... They done, I has even there been any of that, really DM? There hasn't, no. Uh, you know, this this morning commute. Uh, I, I As we go on in this season, I just give up more and more not using modern terms. Uh, this morning commute is, uh, is, is very much a New York City morning commute, right? Everyone has their own, you know, they got their ear pods in and they're heading to work and the people around them barely exist, right? Uh, so minus the technology of ear pods, that's very much the feel. So no, no one has stopped to stare at you creepily or otherwise. I'm okay. not anticipating us really using a lot of spell slots today. So if we want to do some fun, we can do some fun. Oh God. Okay. Okay. Why not? Should we disguises? And I'm going to invisibility but I'll stay right next to you. Okay. Who, what are you disguising as? Uh, I would like to be. Um, I think as he suggests this, I'm gonna get like excited and nervous, and so I'm gonna like look around, <laughs> and the scared? first like mm, teenagery young adult person that I see <laughs> is who I am going to disguise myself as. And then all of a sudden okay. you're face to face with them. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I think it's a, let's see, one, it's a grung, two, it is a lizard person, three, it is a turtle person, and four, it is an elf. Roll me a d4, Bria. What is dice? (laughs) Um, I rolled a d8 at... Well, okay, what'd you roll on it? I rolled a six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, it was the third thing I said. So you trans, you disguised yourself as a turtle person. Excellent. Bria the turtle. Uh, okay, excellent. And I I start making Vizdira's little swimmy arms. <laughs> so I'm making yes. myself more conspicuous. Yes. So, all right. So you all head up, and you can see that uh, there's actually there are a few people waiting to get into the Arcanium. Why don't you both make me? Let's call it. Let's start with uh, intelligence history checks with a memory check. Ooh. Flick. That's a sixteen. Okay. And Bria. Eight. Okay, Bria, you are you are having far too much fun observing your own body in turtle form uh, with this illusion. Flick, you are looking at the... It's a relatively small crowd that's outside the Arcanium waiting for it to open, uh, to head inside first thing in the morning. You're pretty sure that you recognize at least a couple of the same people that you saw there when you first got to town. It's Truman. It's Truman. Mm. I'm so happy. I'm so, wow, so okay. happy. They're back to one. I'm so happy Karin is freaking out. I have taken my sweater and it is over my head because I'm so happy right now. Okay. Okay, cool. I'll relay. Okay. Um, and Bria takes her her turtle shell and puts it over her head because yeah. she's so happy that it's Truman. Great. Uh you all are very excited, and the turtle shell go- I mean, that's not really how this illusion works, but it's fine. Uh, and yes, Flick? Well, I remember some of these people being shiny. I know that they were science people last time. Yeah, these are not science people. These are like citizens, guests, visitors to the Can museum. Can we perhaps locate some shiny people? Uh, yeah, I'll take wisdom perception checks from you both. Let's start with Bria this time. 23. Okay, and Flick? 19. Okay, so both of you are keeping an eye out, sort of trying to move. It's a little odd to watch you because you're sort of moving around trying to get the light to glint off of people's foreheads in just such a way. And it doesn't really quite seem to be... to You, you don't notice anybody uh, at the moment. And eventually, a, an arcanist, a science person, or whatever you want to call them, comes to uh, to the grate. You can see that, you know, the grate that you watched them close up. Oh my god, I guess it was two days ago now, two nights ago now. Uh, and and they open up the Arcanium. Uh, you don't see any sign of the keys. There doesn't seem to be any sort of a ritual. But you both do notice that Arcanist, just like when they were closing in the dusky sunlight. Uh, here in the dawn sunlight, late dawn sunlight, you see them glint a bit in the sunlight. And then they retreat back inside. I would like to take a vial or ask Flick for a vial from the bag of holding. Sure. And I'm going to pretend to trip and I'm going to try to get some of that into a vial. Get some of some of what? They're glinty, sweaty, whatever is happening on them. I want to try to get it into a vial. I, I'm going to go along with this, but I, I, I have to make, I'm going to say this is on me. I'm going to paint the picture of what's happening right now and then you tell me what's hap- what what you're doing. So you all are there in the plaza outside the Arcanium. Perhaps you're in line to head into the Arcanium. But since you arrived and there were already people waiting, you are not at the front of the line. So let's say there are five people between you and the uh, entrance to the Arcanium and the Arcanist, the shiny Arcanist is 
just past the entrance to the Arcanium. So, sure, tell me how. Okay, so I am going to, if this fails, Flick is invisible. He can do it for me. I am going to, um, we're going to wait in line. We're going to be patient. We're going to be totally normal. And then when I get to where this Arcanist is, I am going to pretend to trip and go to grab onto them like they're the person, like they're, they're, I'm, they're right in front of me and I'm going to go to grab onto them like I'm falling and I'm going to try to get a little while I'm falling down. Okay, I think this is a dexterity sleight of hand. I think feels so like too. what this is. I think it feels right. That feels right. Okay. Not a thieves tools, right? No. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and use my inspiration for this one. Okay. I'm gonna use a different Can I quickly give her bardic inspiration as well? <laughs> I, I do feel like you probably, I mean, you had to ask Flick for the vial, and it is not out of the realm of possibility that Flick was like, okay, but why? So sure. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, that's a little better. And it's a bardic inspiration. Yes, which, which is, is a D- D8 right now. At this level, I don't I don't know what level yeah. bard you are, but is it a D8? Okay, mm-hmm. great. I rolled a one. Uh, <laughs> a 15. Okay, I think that you achieve what you set out to do, but not nearly with the grace or sneakiness that you imagined when you saw this scenario playing out in your head. And so what happens is basically you end up tripping and you manage to snatch a little... You you do manage to sort of graze the vial across their forehead, (laughs) arm, neck? What? You tell me. Is it all over their body? No, it's mostly on their hand. Then yeah, their forehead, I guess. God's above. I'm not really sure how this happens, but you do. You scrape it across, (laughs) you cap it, you stick it in your pocket, but then you sort of overbalance and you just land on... The Arcanist is on the floor, you are on top of the Arcanist. Uh, it's sort of a oh, and I'm oh, gonna say, hey, sorry, I'm so clumsy. Flick, you notice everyone in line has turned to look. Oh, perfect. Again, no, no, this is exactly what I did. Why? Oh, God. Well, I'm invisible. Nobody knows I'm there. It's true. What happens uh, when I... I say sorry? I'm so clumsy. What language do you say it in? Oh, uh, draconic. What language would? You, what language in the moment? Yeah, I would, would say, say common. It in? Or, okay. or draconic actually would be arguable there. That's true. That's true. I think the. Well, let's see. Where's I'm really in character. Okay, I think the arcanist uh, just sort of pushes you off, uh, stands up, brushes themselves off, and and. Oh, Signals to their wedding ring. Yeah, how'd you know? Uh, uh, and just sort of looks a little put out and just says, Nidankinde, uh, and, and heads inside uh, and, and goes through one of the employee doors. And has everyone kind of resumed about? Everyone has resumed. Again, it was only, it was a second or two, just like it is almost every time. And then things resume back to normal. But as, as the arcanist walks off, you reach into your pocket, uh, Bria, and pull out uh, the vial and you can see that there is the tiniest, tiniest bit of clearish, greenish, like dark green goo in the vial. And that is where we'll leave the two of you. Uh, and now we're going to head over to Kit. Well, hello. Okay, so we have Kit back. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask Flick and Bria to remove their headphones as we travel along with Kit. Kit, so uh, your two of your friends head off uh, very early in the morning uh, to go head to the Arcanium. When do you and Hush head out? Same time? You want to wait a little while? Um, I think 
I think I want to wait a while just to, for two reasons. First, to see if Bizdira decides that she wants to come outside and see who's around. Um, sure. And I also want to wait till there are a few more people around, honestly, and also for people. Number one, for people to have left the apartment, so it's easier to go in and get a sample. And number two, I have been thinking a lot about these shiny people and mm. um, the brother turning into jelly. And I want to... F- I will- <laughs> That's our theory. What? what? <laughs> That's my theory. <laughs> what? You know, we okay. are following him and everything disintegrated into jelly. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I love finding out these theories while we're recording. It's so exciting for me. All right, go on. Um, But I want to, I want to see if I can find a shiny person and then make some excuse to run into them and see if uh, any part of their body disintegrates into jelly. <laughs> Listeners, I want you to know something. <laughs> I want you to know that I can promise you that throughout Flick and Bria's scene just now, Kit definitely had her headphones off and did not hear any of what just happened. I just want you all to know that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So you you know that first thing in the morning, there was, if you remember back, I guess it was yesterday morning, mm-hmm. there was that sort of morning commute where ev- where there were a ton of people out on the streets and they were all, like, they all had their little, uh, uh, you know, to-go coffee cups and they were all, like, very focused, sort of not zombies, but zombie-like heading to work. So that's one possibility, you know, if you catch sort of the tail end of that. Uh, otherwise, you can, you know, if you wait a little bit longer, you'll have to search a little bit harder to see if you can find anybody. But that's sort of the highest concentration of people moment. Yeah, I think, no, I think that makes sense. I think leaving near the tail end of rush hour will be good. And also then I'm, because I don't necessarily want to be gone for too long. So I'd rather just like get it over with. Sure. Okay. So uh, yeah, out you head. And I mean, there's a pretty reliable, you know, stream of people who, uh, if yesterday morning was any indication, really aren't, I mean, you didn't try and interact with any of them yesterday, but they never seem to register your presence. So getting close to one is not really going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is what is it? What does this what does this look like? What's this attempt look like? Hush is with you, uh, and I I, <laughs> I guess can help if that's a thing that is helpful. But you know, yeah, sure. You you guide this. Hush is also a little bit they're 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 a little bit taking the back seat for today after yesterday. So uh, fair enough. Um, yeah. But I'll I'll tell Hush, and I don't remember if I don't remember whether I told them about the shiny people. I I think we talked about it and they were like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, But I'm just going to tell them, as we're walking over to the apartment building, help me keep an eye out for anyone who looks, who glints in the sun. Great. Why don't, uh, I'll do one for Hush and why don't you make me a wisdom perception check? Hush doesn't see shit. Uh, I got a 20 adjusted. Hey, that is enough. Uh, So yeah, you, uh, it takes a while and I presumably you're heading towards Mirko's apartment building while you're sort of searching. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're about two thirds of the way there. You can see the building in the distance and, uh, and you do spot someone. Uh, They sort of have, uh, uh, you know, a a uniform looking outfit on, not, not an Arcanist uniform, but you know, something that looks uh, like a uniform and you just catch that sort of dawn sun in just the right way and see a little glint off their forehead. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna walk in their direction. Um, I'm gonna ready a vial 
not okay. I, just just like next to me, not like holding it out because that would be weird. Uh, <laughs> yes, that would be weird. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm just going to like go up near them, and then I'm gonna like pretend to trip and like bump into the person. Great, I love it. I think that is a dexterity sleight of hand. That is another twenty adjusted. Hey, that will do. All right. So, what does it? Uh, what does it look like? You you succeed. You get what you want. Tell me what it looks like. What you mean, me falling into this person? Yeah, I just like yeah. Like, do you you know do you trip and sort of land on top of them? Do you uh, do you say anything? Do you yeah? What does what does yeah. this all look like? I think it's it's uh, nothing nothing as dramatic as knocking them to the floor or anything. I think it's just like walking <laughs> and pretending. I'm sorry, I can't wait until you hear this episode. We're going to have to wait so long, though. Okay, um, <laughs> I just want to, like, pretend like I tripped over a rock and, like, f- like fall into them, like, and grab, like, their arm and be like, I'm going to speak in common since I, I didn't bother to ask Hush how to say uh, I'm sorry in Esperanto, but that's fine. Um, I just trip as, like, whoa, and I... <laughs> It was on purpose. Thanks for the throwback. Uh, mm-hmm. I loved it. Yes. I loved it. Uh, great. And so you topple into them. You manage to swipe a little at their, uh, I don't know, forehead, I guess, since that's what you saw glint. Um, and and you say what in common? Oh, I'm so sorry. I must have tripped. Nothing. Nothing crazy. <laughs> Make a... Um, no, you know what? Your passive perception is high enough, so we don't need to roll this since it's just you. Uh, you, out of the corner of your eye, when this happens, you notice everyone else out on the street within your line of sight stops and turns to look at you at the same moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you say what you say to this person, uh, they sort of straighten themselves up, brush themselves off. Uh, they, they, they had a tight grip on their little coffee cup, uh, and that sort of relaxes, and they just say, uh, and walk away. I turn to Hush. I say, what does that mean? And Hush says, uh, it just means no problem. What? Did you tell Hush what you were doing ahead of time? Or did you, like, spot it and be like, now is the time? I I think, yeah, I probably spotted them, and I was I probably turned to Hush and say, I found one, and then I just went. Great. I love it. Uh, so they say, um, what did you get what you wanted? I don't know. I inspect my vial and also my hands. You do see in the vial where you swiped the forehead a tiny little bit of clear or translucent sort of dark greenish goo. Hooray! So many experiments. <laughs> Are you going to continue on to the apartments or have is this a is this a prize worth going back for? Uh no, I'll wait till we get back. Um I want to keep going to the apartments. Okay. And you can arrive there. And what is it that you and Hush are hoping to to find at the apartment? You wanted a sample of the goo. Is that it? Yeah, I just yeah, I just want to take a sample of the glorp from the sink here, um, just to mm-hmm. see if it's the same as what the arcanists are getting. See if it's different. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So easy enough to go in. Uh, you can. Fi- I mean, we can we can try and have you break into an apartment if you would like. Uh, or alternatively, there's like a public restroom in the lobby that you could get to a sink for. It's up to you. I mean, it's weird that there is a public bathroom that is like putting out the stuff that they drink. Like that's weird. Like, are, are what they're not washing their hands with it? Uh, why is there a sink in anyway? Anyway, <laughs> I in my brain I said a sentence that I did not say 
say out loud, which was that there is a drinking fountain next to the restrooms. That didn't actually make it out of my mouth, and I apologize, because you're absolutely right. That would be gross. <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was just very strange, uh, mm-hmm. the I, visual I had. But yes, just out of the drinking yep. fountain, no problem. Great. Easy peasy. Um, okay. But then I want to turn to Hush and say, how long do you think it would take us to find the pipes? I don't know why Kit knows about pipes. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she uh, says I mean, water I think you source. Can, right, exactly. And then and and Hush can sort of put things together from there and they say, uh, oh, well, uh, I suppose we could uh, we could check, see if we can find a way into the the uh, basement of the building and, and sort of follow follow the source lines and, and see what we can find. Maybe maybe we'll do that a different day. Just just something I've been thinking about. I think I think it's probably time to go back to Bizdira and start some experiments. Uh, it sounds sounds fine to me. It looks like we uh, got what we came for. Yep. All right. Uh, so you start to head back after a brief but successful foray out towards Marco's apartment, uh, and that leaves us with one more person. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, we stand with Black Lives Matter and our black siblings fighting for justice. There is so much more left to do, and we're the ones to do it. Second of all, if you are enjoying the episode so far, it would be solid if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able. I think there might be one at the end of this episode as well, actually. We got a great little influx of them. And the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes and the more people we get to listen. And you know what helps even more than reviews? Which isn't to say we don't love reading your reviews, as you will see at the end of this episode. So do leave those. But also tell your friends word of mouth after the first couple months of a podcast is the best and most effective way to get more listeners to come in. So tell your friends. As usual, a quick reminder about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like exclusive video content, early access to certain episodes and new merch, and much more. If all of that isn't enough, then also by supporting our Patreon, you'll be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. More information on that program and a list of the creators that we're patronizing are available on our Patreon page. Right now, though, I want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them so much for their support. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, and Sir Mox the Magnificent, to our honorary party member Matthew Allen, and to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders Eugenio, Eliahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, Misty, Aaron Stevens, and James Ann Lovely. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. We are very excited to remind you about our partnership with Codename Entertainment and Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. As you may remember from last week, we have some updates about our chest codes. Now, instead of getting gold chest codes from us, you get Electrum chest codes. Now, yes, I know some of you are thinking, wait, Electrum is technically worth slightly less than gold in D&D, and that is true, but these chests are definitely an upgrade, with gems now included in the loot and gear that prioritizes empty slots in your inventory, these Electrum chests are definitely going to power up your gameplay in a whole new way. So be sure to use the chest codes that we leave in our episode notes 
every week. And you should also go follow Idol Champions on Twitter at at Idol Champions. They've got some really exciting stuff coming up that you are not going to want to miss because they have just recently announced that they're adding some amazing staff to their team, including Todd Kenrick and Lauren Urban, both formerly of D&D Beyond, who are both now on board at Idol Champions to do some creative work. So be sure to check them out, follow them, and can't wait to see what they've got upcoming. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music that you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check out the episode notes to find track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. Hey, if you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or, you know, really anything at all from the DMs Guild, or, hey, from any of the drive-thru family of websites, you should definitely use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in the episode notes when you shop at those sites, so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's it's like uh, Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. We are halfway through February, which means there are just two more weeks until you get brand new merch items in the TLR merch store. You can check out what is currently available on the merch store by going to bit.ly slash t. LR merch store. That's all lowercase to check out the t-shirts, buttons, drink koozies, and more that's currently on sale. Our patrons already have early, slightly discounted access to some new items, including water bottles, mugs, puzzles, and all kinds of other cool stuff. All of that is going to go live for everyone on March 1st. So be sure to keep an eye and snag that new stuff as soon as you can. All right, I think that's all the announcements we've got for you this week. Thanks so much for listening. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask over your mouth and your nose, and happy gaming, y'all. All right, so we are back at the building with Bizdira. Thank you, Kit, if you will remove your headphones now. Bizdira, as promised, uh, Sniv has come to you this morning with with the smiley face breakfast uh, and has offered that up to you and just sort of put it on on a table in the room uh, and then uh, lets you know that the, the rest of the crew is going to just do, they're going to go out and run a couple of errands, uh, but they're not doing anything big today because they want you to recuperate and they want you with them. And uh, Sniv says, uh, but uh, I walked far too much yesterday. So uh, if you don't mind, uh, I'll be, I'll be staying here. Maybe with you today, with ye, because I'm a pirate today. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Sniv just said that he'll hang out with you today. Yeah, um, she'll just kind of shrug and be like, okay, whatever. Sniv is deeply uncomfortable and doesn't know whether to go or stay, so he like hesitates at the door for a minute and then just kind of like leans up against the wall right next to the door uh, inside the room and uh-huh. just sort of slides down and sits and just sort of quietly sits there. Bazira will basically just like sit towards, if there's like a window in the room, she'll just sit towards the window and start meditating. Uh, great. Are you going to have your breakfast or are you going to leave the breakfast there to spite him? <laughs> uh, she'll, she'll like grab a piece of it and like chew it while she has her eyes closed. Uh, great. I love that. Uh, as you sit there and meditate, would you make me a constitution saving throw, please? Yes. <laughs> oh no. Well, it would. It's a four, but 
but that means I crit failed. Oh. Okay. So you put that that strip of trail ration in your mouth, and before you even can get your eyes all the way closed, you start to feel woozy and lightheaded and tired, and then there is nothing. Not again. She says she thinks <laughs> she falls over to the side. Yes, yes. Um, you awake occasionally, just just barely. You your head just pokes up above the waters of consciousness every now and again for a few seconds. The first time you regain a, a tiny bit of consciousness and are able to open your eyes, uh, you see Sniv's tail by your head uh, as you are being dragged out of the room that you were in and then darkness again and a little while later you awake and you uh, you as you sort of hit the ground and you open your eyes for just a second or two and you see that you are underground in some sort of tunnel in tunnels and then darkness again and then a little while later, you open your eyes again, and you see that you're still underground, but you're in a much larger cavern. And there is ooze all over the walls here. And there's a light, a sort of green glowing light somewhere in the direction that you're still being dragged, and then nothing. And then you regain a little bit of consciousness again, and you find yourself restrained in a sort of tank. Uh, you are surrounded on all sides by glass, and there is goo at your feet that is slowly starting to fill the tank higher and higher. And I think that is enough, and it's been long enough that you are groggy and and sore, but you're able to maintain consciousness at this point and stay awake. She is going to fight against her bonds for sure. Mm-hmm. Why don't you make me... Let's start with a strength athletics check. Oh, this is really not going well. Oh, no. uh, that's a 12. Okay. Uh, so whatever is, whatever has you held in place, and it's not just your arms, your, your arms are, are bound at your sides, your legs or your feet seem to be sort of attached to the ground or something, uh, and actually your head is also sort of being restrained back up against the, the back wall of the whatever it is that you're in. Uh, but as you sort of struggle, uh, you hear a voice in your head and somewhat shockingly the voice is Sniv's voice but Sniv isn't anywhere around and Sniv's voice in your head says do not struggle for we want the same things she's going to say out loud if we want the same things then there's no reason to tie me down and the voice replies to you Har, you and your friends are strong. You are capable. And then the voice begins to, you can hear it shift into a different but still familiar voice as it says, But you are also arrogant. She's going to say, that's just me. I'm, I'm the arrogant one. Everyone else is pretty cool. There is a, a sort of a rumble of laughter. This time, when the creature replies to you, it's in yet another new voice. 
And this one is even more familiar to you than the first two voices you heard it speak with. And you hear in your head the creature say, (laughs) Then I chose correctly. And you see coming towards you this roiling, enormous, 12-foot-tall blob ooze of dark green goo that just sort of oozes towards you. And you can see inside of it there are what look like maybe faces that are sort of pressing out from it and then retreat back in, just sort of all over it. And as it gets closer to you, you hear voices. You hear whispers, hundreds, maybe thousands overlapping. uh, And it's hard to make out what they're saying. But you hear the voice, the main voice again, and it says, I hope that your friends will come to see the truth. To see my wisdom. Uh, She's going to say, what are you going to do with me? I will hold you for a time. Tenderly, I hope. (laughs) I don't know how it responds to that. (laughs) You're welcome. It continues. Your companions need additional convincing. And you will help. And at this point, the goo in your little tube has sort of reached your neck and stopped. And I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw with disadvantage, please. Oh, that's like the best roll I've had all past two weeks. That's good. Uh, that's a 17. <laughs> this dear, it's a DC 18, girl. Damn it. <laughs> if it wasn't with disadvantage, I would have fallen. So the goo starts to feel again. Uh, she is absolutely like leaning her head back as far as possible to try to keep this stuff out of her mouth as much as possible. Like going, trying to get on tiptoes and all that. And you are able to hold it off for as long as you can, but you cannot deny the inevitable. And you, as it covers, it finally gets into your mouth and your nose. There is a searing pain in your head, just like when you first drank the glorp, but so much worse. And you begin to, you begin to become disoriented. You begin to sort of forget simple things. And the last thing that you see before you lose consciousness once again is this ooze creature. There's a dark shadow in the middle of it that starts to take form. And it steps forward out of, uh, to the very edge of this ooze creature, and then steps out of it. And you see shiny and dripping with ooze. And there's a little tiny umbilical cord that connects it to the ooze that's just slowly getting thinner and thinner and disappearing. But you see it there. And as this figure gets right up against the glass, as you lose consciousness you see your own face and you see your arm reach up and lower your mask and then you lose consciousness. Cool. That is horrifying. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Uh, Welcome back, everyone. Everyone has their headphones back on. And all I want to say now is uh, I can't wait till next week's episode. I can't wait to hear this. (laughs) 
that is where we're going to leave it for this week. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out. I'm just going to say what happens next because I don't want anyone to know anything. <laughs> you can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at, at DNDLastRefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. Speaking of reviews, we Yay, have a one this week. Wow. Exciting. Yeah, two weeks in a row. This week's review is from Jack Attack 1 and Jack Attack 1 says what a ride five stars I started listening to this podcast roughly at the beginning of November 2020 and I have been listening every single day since as of this review I have fully caught up and if that doesn't show how immersive and amazing this cast and story is I don't know what will I absolutely adore the dynamic of this cast and how inclusive the people are thank you for giving me a little friend group to be with during these trying times Love y'all. Signed, everyone's casual dad. Aww. Aww. Look, all of the reviews are very sweet and complimentary and we love them all, but that one was very touching, everyone's casual dad. Thank you so much. Mm. We really appreciate you. Um, If you would uh, like us to read a review out loud, then leave us one. Or you can email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Huff, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick... Happy gaming, y'all. Oh, man. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and, of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Dara. Kid. Bria. And Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. Oh, my God. <laughs> can't cut that. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm going to. Uh, no, you can't. Definitely <laughs> no, not. No, there's no way. It's the blooper. <laughs>